Welcome to Movie-ish. This week is going to be a little bit different because we are covering the content from the past two weeks. We mentioned this in our third episode. Um, We have separated the past two weeks of content into three parts. This first part is going to consist of the news and trailers from the past two weeks. The second part will have our reviews from the past two episodes of What If and the entirety of Star Wars Visions. And the third part, we'll have our review of Midnight Mass. We weren't able to get to Foundation this week, and we've decided that we will review it once the first season is finished. Um, So stay tuned for that. Okay, so to kick things off with the news, we are going to talk about the lawsuits that... Well, the news that broke on the law, these lawsuits Disney is dealing with with the estate of Steve Ditko. And uh, Steve Ditko's estate is the one that's gotten the main like focus in the news. But there's actually a couple more, um, basically, the estates of these like writers and creators from back in the 60s and the 70s are filing for termination of copyright, which would... Um, basically terminate the copyright agreement that is held with uh, Marvel right now. So Marvel comics would not be able to use those characters. And then any other company that has the license for say film. So like Sony wouldn't be able to use the Spider-Man and their properties anymore. And I mean, I think literally every other hero is back under Disney besides Spider-Man and his like universe. Right. Cause they bought Fox. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been freaking out about this. I mean, it's weird. And the thing to keep in mind is that these lawsuits have actually happened a couple times before. I believe one happened about 15 years ago. I read with Superman and I think the same lawyer is involved who is representing the, the estate of Steve Ditko. And, um, but yeah, no, it didn't happen. The lawyers for uh, WB basically used the defense that uh, the workers were in using a work for hire basically operation, which means would make the company that hired them the true owner of the copyright. Do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, not really. You hit everything. I think this will be really interesting, and um, I guess we'll just have to keep our eyes on it and pray for the best. Yeah, and the big thing that's come out is there's, like, people on both sides, like I've seen on Twitter and whatnot, where some people are, like, actively supporting Disney, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it, you want your MCU movies, but even in the case that, like, this copyright's terminated, the estates would be stupid to be like, yeah, nobody can use this now. All they're going to do is be the, in charge of the licensing, and that means Disney would, would have to make a new agreement with them maybe pay more money but disney has plenty of money like it's just weird to support a giant evil corporation over a family i don't know next up we have i guess this is more light-hearted news um we got the cast for the mario movie um which is absolutely wild we have chris pratt as mario charlie day as luigi Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Uh, I mean, 
who am I? Oh, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Like I, this movie, I'm so weirdly interested in just seeing what happens here. Like, what do we know about this movie and like what Nintendo it's an, is? It's just an animated movie. I think it's with Illumination is the studio. I'm getting it Christmas 2022. Um, Fred Armisen is actually also in it, Parker. He plays Cranky Kong. <laughs> oh, my God. What a weird cast. Dude, so, like, every casting choice is very inspired in a weird way besides Chris Pratt. Like, I, I'm not one of those people that, like, is, like, actively, oh, like, oh, I hate Chris Pratt. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have just decided to read in between the lines and attribute certain things to him and while like when you dig down into it the church he goes to is not great i don't think he's a terrible person <laughs> like yeah. everybody just a lot of people just hate him now but at the same time i cannot picture that man voicing mario yeah it's <laughs> like, such I, a there, weird I, choice I, like jack black is bowser and seth rogan is donkey kong makes sense in my head somehow Charlie Taylor Day Joy is, Luigi Peach. is going to be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, it'll the Chris Pratt one is just weird to me. I don't I don't really get it. I don't know. Well, well I guess when more information comes out, I guess we can talk more about this movie. I mean, so the bigger outrage is a lot of people are like, "Well, they're they're they have the guy who has voiced Mario in all the games." And everything up till this point, he's like as like a, he's going to be in special roles, and everybody's like, he's right there. Why not have him? And it's a lot of people have been pointing out, well, Mario doesn't talk a lot in the normal games. Yeah, like, he says like maybe, maybe, maybe they just decided, and this is just devil's advocate. Maybe they just decided that he can't actually carry a story with his voice and his acting when he's not just saying it's a me, Mario, yeah. or yeah. like he's not saying like like stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So if I always I thought that was a weird argument. Yeah, but, but the, at the same time, I don't know what Chris, like is Chris Pratt just gonna talk normally? Because I think he made a joke about working on his voice, and I'm like, they might change it a little bit. Gonna... There's no way he's doing the Mario voice the whole time. There's no way these people are going to like all these characters say like one like, do you word. Think all or of mumble? them are. Well, I mean, I don't think Anya Taylor Joy is really gonna do a voice, but is it just like Seth Rogen just straight up, just like he's not doing a voice for Donkey Kong? He's just like. <laughs> what is what does Seth Rogen even sound or what is I know what Seth Rogen sounds like. What does Donkey Kong even sound like? Doesn't he just know. make monkey noises? Yeah, dude, that's the thing. I don't know. It's just gonna be such this weird because a lot of these characters, like, you know, they don't really talk. They just have like little noises attributed to that's them. That's what I was saying. And so I think it's where there's this weird disconnect for people where they're like, Yeah, no, I know what they sound like and it's like you know what they like very minimally sound like. Yeah, like these characters don't actually talk in I at least the games that I'm familiar with. So it I I I think these actors are just going to be doing their own voices which is honestly hysterical jack black's voice coming out of bowser's uh, it's all it's gonna be I, even if this movie's like not good i feel like i'm just gonna enjoy the shit out of it because it's gonna be fucking ridiculous i think it depends on who do we know who's writing it and directing it um yeah i mean i'm looking at it but i don't really know who they are that worries me yeah. 
uh, it looks like it's the people that did Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans Go to the movies. Okay, I gave a lot of shit to Teen Titans Go, but I've seen a few clips on Twitter that were actually kind of funny. So maybe it it might be funny. I don't know. Give a you know I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean I'm not like there were some people that were reacting like angrily, and I this is more just like kind of just funny as hell to me. Like, a how serious can a animated Marvel I mean Mario movie be? Like, if <laughs> yeah, but I I do I do get it I get it. Moving on to the next story, we have uh, the name for Fantastic Beast 3 was revealed. It is Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, and the release date was moved up. It is now being released April, I want to say 15th of next year, but I might be wrong. I don't have it written down. Um, can It was originally scheduled for July, so they moved it up three months. I don't know if that's because the summer is cramped or what but they moved it up to april um just in complete honesty that name just it, i don't like it it sucks <laughs> you know you know why i don't like it because we know the secret of dumbledore that's true he's but gay if, okay no that's not the secret they're talking about <laughs> This is back when the Wizards had the don't ask, don't tell policy. Oh, my God. No, I think they're referring to, like, all his background that was, like, cut out of the last Harry Potter movie. I feel like they're just going to basically take that chapter, and that's just going to be a core part of this film. And then they're going to f- fuck it up in whatever way. Oh, this the, I'm so... Oh, dude, I don't know what this movie is going to be like. That's the kind of stuff that Twitter's just going to be... I'm honestly surprised I haven't seen that on Twitter yet. There's a bunch of people making jokes oh, about I've seen Dumbledore's secret. Oh, you have? Okay, so it's yeah, there. I have. Oh, we're gonna be getting yeah, this have. all throughout this movie's, you know, uh, time and theaters. Where's the hard R-rated sex scene between Jude Law and Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah, that's what we need. That's the only thing that can save this franchise. Okay, so. As I as we explained, I'm a humongous Harry Potter fan. Parker is also a very big Harry Potter fan. Uh, we I enjoyed the first Fantastic Beast movie. I mean, it wasn't great. It was fun. It was entertaining. Uh, but when it comes to the crimes of Grindelwald, that movie is just just a fucking mess. Like it's it's uh, it's awful. Yeah, like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, should I not be sympathizing with the guy trying to stop World War II? It's so weird. I was explaining that plot point to my roommate. And he's like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, so Johnny Depp uses a magic hookah, which I can only assume was a Johnny Deppism. I just, I'm not saying nobody could write that, but just the fact that Johnny Depp is the only one that uses it and it's just there, I just feel like Johnny Depp's like, what if I smoked this magical hookah and then the smoke created this illusion of like hey world war ii's coming we gotta stop that and then the good guys are like hmm i don't know about that one i don't know i don't, I don't know if we want you to do that hindsight is 2020 20. i they if only they had known 
but the movie that movie is just such a mess because it's like at no point in time is is there any reason for the main character of newt to be involved with any of this there's no reason there's absolutely no reason they have to like do such heavy lifting to make any of the main characters from the first movie make sense in being there yeah it legitimately makes no sense and like if he was there for all this why isn't newt heralded as this hero in the later series <laughs> because she did not know that at the time oh crazy and that is the pr- oh and it's just like it goes oh, to show the, like the students at hogwarts just used to shit themselves instead of because they didn't have bathrooms <laughs> it just goes to That's show canon. that jk rowling clearly just wanted to tell the story about dumbledore and grindelwald and why I I don't know why she shaped it in this way, like where she set it up, because that's the twist of the end of the first movie is Grindelwald. Right. So is the entire setup? Did she just do this entire framework because she's like, oh, there's a book, I, a textbook I wrote with this name, and then I can it can be a twist reveal. I don't think she knows what she's doing. I'm just so in in. In, the, in a minor bit of good news, she solely wrote the script for the first two movies. But after how poorly received the second one was, they brought in the screenwriter from, I think, all but one of the Harry Potter movies to assist her on this one. Which one did so, he not write? Uh, the fifth one, I think. Okay, word. All right. Respectable. And, um... But so I think... At least this movie will be cohesive. I still don't think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be another mess. I'm going oh, to see it. I, 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 I'm going to see it. You know what would have been excited better for it than this hodgepodge? What is it? Five movies she's planning for this? There's no way it gets to five. I, I have no faith that. But you know what would have been so much better? Just what? an anthology series on like HBO, where like. She, she was just, like, why can't she just do an anthology series that's, like, loosely connected, like, a la, you know, American Horror Story, or maybe not American Horror Story. You know what I mean? Like, the they first season get... could be, like, the first movie where we follow Newt for, like, four episodes, and then, oh, twist, it's Grindelwald at the end. And then he takes the lead for the second one. You know what I mean? Different characters, but it's the same Grindelwald. Why, like, that would be so much more interesting and it would give them the freedom to not have to, like, force Newt into these weird situations. And then Dumbledore's like the introduced in the yeah. second one, in the second series. And then in the third series, it could be all about Dumbledore and Grindelwald. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure out. Because, A, all the shit that happened in the second movie felt like it's like, okay, the end is coming next. Not, there's three more movies coming next. Like, yeah. it, it's so poorly written dude it's trash but like it's even some people are joking that it's like if you look at like the the logo for the second movie and then you look at the logo for the third movie it's like they're making the words fantastic beasts even smaller <laughs> oh my gosh it's like a fantastic beast story like a star wars story like it's just yeah. garbage like i wonder how what poorly m- made scene of newt with a random creature is going to be shoved into this movie so they can be like look a beast. A fantastic beast. And Newt. It's the same series. It's not. This is the weirdest story. Like, A, it's weird. It's it's weirder because 
the way Redmayne plays Newt in the first movie works for that story. But it's even it's weirder that he basically plays Newt. Like, and this isn't like an insult. He plays Newt like he's mildly autistic, and it's so weird that um, <laughs> Dumbledore's like, yes, you are the best man for this job to take down, who everybody called like wizard hitler but now i guess jk rowling forgot that wizard hitler should want world war ii i don't know man dude it doesn't make any sense newt is played as neurodivergent which in the first movie worked so well i mean it it made it so that this leading man was not like oh i'm this macho dude he was a very compassionate quiet lead which I really enjoy the first Fantastic Beasts film. The second one is just weird. Why are they sending this poor guy to fight quote-unquote wizard anti-Hitler? Hitler? I don't I don't know. Like, it, what is he? Because even it's, his characterization dude, in sense. that second movie, like, it's weird. A, this, we said, this title just, it, as a title, I think it sucks. Like, It's kind I of don't... an innuendo. What if it's a love story? Well, I mean, what if it's of... a love story like this movie is straight up like a romance and it's just <laughs> Dumbledore and Grindelwald oh, dude, I'd as a kid? respect the shit I, out of it. I, you would never hear me. Even if the movie was trash, if they just went balls to the wall and like the first shot is the camera diving into a pin sieve and it's just Dumbledore and Grindelwald. It's oh my God, it's Call Me By Your Name, Harry Potter edition. I would oh, respect man. it so much. The That's not what it we'd is. make fun of. The only thing we'd make fun of is the fact that the good guys want to stop, don't want to stop World War Two. Yeah, that's. that's the only thing. I would actually still talk trash about that. I don't have much more to say on this. You have anything else? Yeah, I mean the title just reeks of desperation. Like, hey, remember that character? He's like from the good movies. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, we're I'm going to watch this. Parker might watch this. I don't know. It's I'll hard to force it. Parker no, I'll see it. <laughs> I paid for that $20 Regal subscription. It costs me $20 a month. I will see anything in theaters. TV shows, it's, that's kind of more difficult. Movies? I'll go. Outside of the Disney lawsuits, the only other Marvel news we have this week is uh, we got the Eternals runtime which clocks in at two hours and 36 minutes, which is exciting. This would make it the second longest movie in the MCU to Endgame. Uh, it's a couple minutes longer than like Infinity War and Civil War. But yeah, I think out of any movie and the like upcoming roster, this movie needs the runtime. They've got a lot. There's just There's got to be a lot that happens in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we've talked about Eternals enough that you guys know we're super excited. <clears throat> this, I mean, like, it's a solid runtime. I'm happy for it. Um, on to the world of Netflix. Um, Netflix actually had some big event, and we're going to like we uh cover some of these issues. Like we cover the Sandman teaser later. But they announced that The Witcher has already been renewed for season three, um, and season two has not even dropped yet. I think it's supposed to drop like November, December. 
Um, so that just shows faith. Well, it either shows faith or it just really shows that they're pushing this IP because they have already released one anime film earlier this year within that universe. They announced they're going to be doing another one and then also a family-friendly series set in this world. Now, I know you haven't, like, really don't have a lot of exposure to The Witcher. Um, like, I did you watch any of the first season of that show? No, I haven't seen any of it. I mean... Yeah, no, I, listen, I would, I'm not invested in that universe at all. I never played the games or read any of the books. It's a book series, right? Yeah, it's like seven, oh my something goodness. like that. Um, so I don't know. I might check it out, but that might have to be a series for the foreseeable future that you just kind of give your opinion of. That's fair. I mean, if anything, it is a nice it's like a fun fantasy series like it's still darker more violent but it's not like serious it's right, just right. fun uh and henry cavill's great but um i mean i'm excited for getting a season three i think that's great the anime film i actually like the first anime film it was a little short it was only like an hour and 20 but if they make another one i'll definitely watch that as for the family friendly series i really i don't know what the hell that's going to be about because this is that'd be them it's it would still be like them trying to make like a family show in game of thrones universe like it just doesn't it doesn't jive so i feel like that's them maybe stretching a bit too much but who knows we'll see right right um keeping with the fantasy genre uh wheel of time has recast one of the main characters uh matt who uh, I, I'm almost done with the second book. I like him, but uh, I haven't gotten to the point, I think, where a lot of people start to love this character. Barney Harris is not returning, uh, and the character has been recast. And Donal Finn, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Donal? Donal? Donal, yeah, either way. Uh, is going to be playing him. This is interesting. It's I mean, like, Barney's going to be in the whole first season, so this is going to be a pretty jarring cut, you know? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen, like, I haven't really seen, like, a side-by-side of these guys. Like, is it at least, like, they kind of look alike? <laughs> um, so, in my opinion, they both look like they could play this character, right? Like, the way I envision this character, they both are solid choices. I don't necessarily think uh, Barney and... Uh, don't necessarily look similar to each other i if this show is successful and i enjoy it i'm just gonna have to do the uh roadie from mcu and just roll with it i mean it's not gonna be like a dario naharis recast you remember that in game of thrones oh yeah that was like it's not even it's not even remotely look the same yeah i i don't know it might be it's also going to be so weird because we're gonna have an entire season, and this is a main character. Like, this is one of the, I think, five that uh, you follow throughout the series. So it's going to be a pretty jarring shift. Yeah, and I mean, they haven't said anything specifically as to why, right? I haven't seen any reason why, which makes me think, I don't know, it might be, I don't know, it might be something serious. 
Yeah, it could be like the Barney, you said is the original actor. It could mm-hmm. be that it had a personal issue. There could be something going on that they just like they're not revealing at the time. Right. And I mean, this has sent. I know this has sent a lot of red flags up for people. Like, oh, this means the show's not good. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. I saw someone saying like, yeah, these are young actors on a show that has potential to go years. They're not just gonna oh, leave absolutely. because they're like, oh, this show sucks. Like, right. And like, I don't know. I feel like this isn't super common for such a huge project. And I, no, I think not. it was probably personal reasons on barney's behalf um uh, normally if it's like creative differences or something like that they would just come out and say that so i feel like this might be somewhat of a you know they're they might be like protecting his privacy yeah that's probably it that's my opinion i don't know uh i'm still excited for this show i think the first season's good i hope the first season's good and if it is, I'll stick with it, even with this recast. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what the character is. I Like, I, like I've, we've stated, you, as of right now, are more so the resident Wheel of Time person. All right. Um, <clears throat> so we were actually given a first look at the television adaptation of the last of us it was just one uh still and it shows joel and ellie from behind looking off into the distance at something um and i sent parker like a side by side because i know he hasn't played the video game he doesn't have a playstation but it's like they, they you can't see their faces so you can only read so much into this but just like the aesthetic oh yeah and everything like the clothing it's a very close match it's kind of scary I, like, watched a few clips from the video game, and, like, I know it's Pedro Pascal and then the young Mormont, right? Yeah, what is... I'm gonna look up her name real quick. Yeah, I I just remember that and being like, oh, word, Game of Thrones. Like, I dig it. Um, Bella Ramsey is her name. That's the young Mormont girl, and she's playing... I don't know the names of these characters. Uh, Pedro Pascal is playing Joel. Bella Ramsey is playing Ellie. Okay, word. And so, like, that is exciting to me. I'll absolutely watch. Oh, God, we're watching so much stuff. I'll watch this show. Um, that game. Dude, I think you will like this. I think you'll like the show a oh, lot. Oh, you the know game I love is very cin- The game is very cinematic. Right. And very, very reason, cinematic in scope. I want, like, part of me wants a PlayStation just so I can play those games and, like, Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, so hopefully we're going to get a trailer here soon. It's, like, not scheduled to premiere till next year. So might not be until early next year that we get a trailer. But just wanted to give our quick thoughts since we haven't really spoken on this yet. So some new castings were announced for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, they confirmed they're bringing back Randall Park, who played Dr. Stephen Shin in the first movie in a very small role. And he's going to be obviously continuing to team up with Black Manta as seen in the uh, credits of the first film. Then they added Jani Zhao, um, Vincent Reagan, and India Moore. Uh, Zhao will be playing... Sorry. Zhao will be playing a whole, like an original character called Stingray. So they don't, there's not a lot of information on what that character is going to be since it is an original character. 
Uh, and Dia Moore will be taking on the role of Karshan. And the character is described as a shark that gains telepathic powers after being hit with radiation. And then Vincent Reagan will be taking over the role of King Atlan, the original ruler of Atlantis that was played by Graham McTavish in the first film. So it's uh, there's an assumption that he's probably going to play a bigger part. Um, Look, I did you even see Aquaman? Dude, it's the most over-the-top ridiculous movie. One of the most over-the-top. Like, imagine kind of that same energy that James Wan brought to Malignant. And uh, you probably didn't see Furious 7. But then it's just Aquaman, and it's ridiculous. I enjoyed it. It's not, like, a great movie. But it's also not a terrible movie. It's just an okay movie. So, like, I'm going to see this one again. I'm actually, like... I'm like, yeah, Aquaman. Like, I think it's fun. I like Jason Momoa. I do like Jason Momoa. But, like, oh, my God. I I even, like, like the idea of, like, a badass Jason Momoa Aquaman. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I don't. <laughs> what is this universe? I can't, what it's, am I investing not... in? You just got to invest individually in the characters now at this oh, point, man. It's it's like it's not God. like a universe anymore. And well, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with I'm that. I'm okay with that if they do cool stuff like the Batman. If they made the Aquaman, I, I would watch that. With the... This is the Aquaman. No, it's not. No, it's not, dude. Isn't dude, Willem Dafoe just... in it? Yeah, he's like kind of the right hand to uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, no, he's awesome. I like Willem Dafoe, and I like Jason Momoa, and I like, what is his name? I want to say Patrick Bateman, but that's not his name. You know Patrick Wilson. Patrick yeah, Wilson. he's the bad guy in the first movie. He's going to be in this, too. He's still in the role. So, like, dude, I think you should, you just need to watch Aquaman oh. and Shazam, please. <laughs> dude. All right, I'll, I'll probably end up watching them. Here's my thing. I, like, I love investing in universes, and if you listen to our part two for this episode I'll, I'll kind of dive more into that when we talk about visions but like what am I investing in like, you're just show, telling character me character of Aquaman yeah but like Marvel has except for like so like the Batman or even like the Dark Knight trilogy if you do it so well that I like respect them as singular movies I dig it but I just don't oh god I just don't get that vibe this is like for me i'll watch it probably you're dramatic (laughs) so russell t davies is going to be returning as the showrunner for doctor who this will this transition will come after the end of the current run with uh jody whitaker's doctor and uh chris chibnall i believe is his name he will be leaving a showrunner when she leaves and i think that's going to be at the end of next year they're doing like a shorter series and some specials, um, and uh, obviously Russell T Davies was the first showrunner of this rebooted like era, this continued era of Doctor Who. So you know he had, um, Brian Cranston. Fuck, what is his name? Eccleston. What is Eccleston's Chris first name? Defer. Is. He had Chris, so he had Chris Eccleston and David Tennant's doctors. So he ran the first four 
full series, and then um, like Tenet had a year of specials before he left. Um, I like the Davies era. I'm I prefer Moffat personally. I like Matt Smith and um, Capaldi's Doctor a little bit more. I haven't watched a lot of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. I just couldn't get into it. Um, but I do love her as an actress. So this will be interesting to see what comes of this because he's actually returning in time for the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. So they'll probably do some big fanfare for that. Yeah, I fell off like Capaldi season one, which is kind of upsetting because I really liked Capaldi. Um, you need to go back. Capaldi's oh, second oh, season is probably the best oh. full season. I don't yeah, know if no, I can I'm just watch you homework. it. Then. I dude, I'm like just trying to watch like one more episode of Succession before the uh, the season three comes out. <laughs> if I can get this episode six, I'll be happy. Oh, oh my god! It's like you just get it. We just get in here, and it's like you're just, I'm just telling you to watch like I'm like sweating, <laughs> thinking about how much time I'm losing. Just this episode, through these episodes, oh. I think I end up telling you Aquaman, Shazam, oh. <laughs> The I Witcher. I can't do it. Uh. <laughs> Alright. The next two bits of news are two things I am very excited for. Uh, the Is it just called Obi-Wan and Andor? Obi-Wan, one show, done, done filming. And I think we got like a cool logo reveal. Uh, it was an Instagram post. I don't know. I don't know who did it. it was, I think it was like a crew member because they were showing yeah. like their rap gifts. Like they get magic right. stuff when they. It rap. was wicked cool. It looks like it's got the two sons of Tatooine, which is exciting. And then Andor wrapped filming, and oh, I had the actor's name in my notes, and I deleted Diego some Luna. Stuff. Diego Luna said that we're going to see some familiar faces. Dude, if, dude, all Twitter has been, they said that, they've been going with that quote, and they're like, dude, we're getting, and then they'll name, like, this obscure, obscure. background character. Dude, I we're going to get the, the backstory for uh, Dr. Mandible. No, I hope, no, not Dr. Mandible. <laughs> Shut up. I hope we get Boss Nass back. Oh, dude. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited for both of those. Sticking with the Star Wars news, there was, uh, they said that they were going to, are they just like redoing the graphics for Knights of the Old Republic? No, it is a, it's a full remake. Whoa. I'm about to get that on my Switch. Yeah, you're, it's not going to be the remake on your Switch. No. Um, and then also like an open world uh, I don't even know. I think uh, they said it was like a more straightforward action, like open world. Great. I think the words I've heard. I hope it works on my Xbox One. Probably not, man. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you remember back in the 360 days before the One came out? Video games started coming out with like five discs. And you just yeah. had to like download so much crap. That's what it's going to be like with me and my One. I'm going back, back in time. All right, our last news story, uh, we're just going to kind of go through the Emmys. Um, I'm going to be honest, dude. I did not watch a lot of this. So we can kind of discuss some things, but, like, I did not watch 
watch a lot of this. I'm more of an Oscars guy than an Emmys guy. Shut up, know. pretentious. I'm not. Pants. I meant. I, okay, first <laughs> off, I meant it, it would be pretentious if I said Oscars guy, not a Golden Globes guy. I just don't watch a lot of TV shows. <laughs> oh, got him. Anyways, yeah, no. So the two big winners that came out of this uh, this year's Emmys were The Crown and Ted Lasso. The Crown won Outstanding Drama Series. Lead actor went to Josh O'Connor, who played Prince Charles the past two seasons. Olivia Colman actually won for Lead Actress, playing the Queen the past two seasons. Tobias Menzies, Supporting Actor, he played Prince Philip the past two seasons. And then I think, yeah, Gillian Anderson won Supporting Actress because she played Margaret Thatcher in season four. Oh, and then uh, Peter too. Morgan won riding. Dude, her voice in season four was so just like. <laughs> yeah, nails on a chalkboard. Um, and then. Oh, go ahead. I was looking hack, hacks, what a bunch of stuff. What I never even heard about that, dude. It's on HBO Max. Apparently, Jean yeah. Smart, she won lead actress for comedy. She yeah, is apparently phenomenal in it. Um. But yeah, so I've seen. I like The Crown. Some people are weird Me about too. it. They make fun of it. I like it. I'm glad Josh O'Connor won out of anybody. I thought he was great, especially in season four as Charles. Right. Yeah. Um, Even though, yeah, I mean, they're really doing I mean, Charles some favors. They're, they're they're doing some heavy lifting, being like, "Oh, especially look, Charles season. isn't a piece of shit." Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. No. I mean, in the oh, you're talking about just. More, so. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Yeah. Well, okay. So like, look. Josh O'Connor is like he's not a he's an attractive guy, but you can see how he could age in to yeah, Charles. Or yeah. like there's a lo- there's a the similarity mostly, but but the guy Dominic was playing him in season five and six. I, I they were just like, fuck it. <laughs> They're like, we just gotta do this. Have we seen him like you... in costume? There's some stills for it. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, yeah, I saw those. And it's so funny because they have Elizabeth Debicki playing uh, Princess Diana, and she's like two inches taller than him. Yeah. Um, some other things. Only, did only, did, were only? Are there only two sketch series that were nominated? I'm still flabbergasted that there's like only two comedy sketch shows. <laughs> You're killing oh, me tonight. I guess it's variety sketch. So Ted Lasso, as we said, it won outstanding comedy series, which I think is greatly deserved. I love season one, and I've been loving season two. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, one lead actor in a comedy series, and he does amazing work in the show. But also um, Hannah Waddingham, one supporting actress for her role as Rebecca, the owner of Richmond FC. And then Brett Goldstein won supporting actor for his role as Roy Kent. And uh, Roy Kent's my favorite character in the show, so I was super happy to see that. <laughs> um, another show that won a lot was Mar of Easton. Uh, I don't think you watched this, Parker. I did. It's a limited kind of gritty, like super serious detective show starring Kate Winslet. Super good on HBO Max. I loved it. The ending, pretty, pretty gut-wrenching. Uh, but she won. Kate Winslet won late actress. Evan Peters won supporting actor. And then Juliana Nicholson. Julianne Nicholson won supporting actress. 
And those are the three series that kind of took a lot. You also had um, Gene Smart winning lead actress for Hacks. Queen's Gambit won best limited or anthology series. Um, what else did we get? Yeah, and then Ewan McGregor won best lead actor in a limited or anthology series or movie, and I have no idea what he won it for. Dude, I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna watch it. I love Ewan McGregor. Dude, yeah, he the best. But yeah, that's our coverage of the Emmys. Obviously, that was a little, little just bit of us just saying, hey, who's here's who won. We'll do that thing for the Oscars when they come up, where we try to guess. We'll probably do like some kind of weird like betting system. Yeah, yeah, we'll do like fantasy Oscars or some garbage. Um. That pretty much does it for the news this for the past two weeks actually, and now for the trailers from the past two weeks. Um, we're gonna start off with the Cowboy Bebop intro. It's not. It's not really a trailer. Yeah, no, it's just the essentially the opening credits. Um, but I mean, they, it's like a minute and a half long. It's a recreation, like pretty. Beat for beat, it looks like they're doing a very faithful, at least, recreation of the opening credits from the anime. I've never seen the anime, so I don't really know <laughs> too much beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've never watched this. This looks really interesting. I had no idea there were, like, spaceships and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew more about that, because I remember hearing when they were, it was first being developed, and then when they cast uh, John Cho as the main character, everybody was like, oh my god, that's perfect. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up watching this. Um, anime, like, I don't dislike anime. I've just never really been able to truly get into it. I watched, like, Inuyasha as a kid. Other than that, I've never really gotten into any other one. <laughs> yeah, same here. I've never really... I've never really even attempted to watch any, like, real anime. I mean, I watched Avatar The Last Airbender as a kid. Yeah, we I think we talked about um, that on another episode where it's like, where does that fall? Right. So, I am interested in this. And if it's good, I, I might go back and watch the anime itself. Yeah, and like we were just talking before recording, it's not a long anime, so it might be a good... I've heard it's... I think I've heard this one is, like, one of those... It's, like, a good entry point for anime. That's pretty much the extent of my feelings and like my uh I guess what I have to say on that. It it looks cool. It's a nice little thing to pique my interest. It's got an interesting tone look already. <laughs> so the next trailer is we got our first teaser finally for Stranger Things 4 season 4, but you know they they just number it like it's a movie sequel. Um and this teaser was really a teaser in the truest form like the majority of it is spent focusing on this family in what what would you say like the 60s is the, yes, the time period 50s 60s that's what it looks like and there's some more weird supernatural what the hell going on shenanigans um that kind of creepy goonies still this within the with, not go, well yeah goonies but that creepy vibe within stranger things and then there's a big focus on this like grandfather clock and then it does the whole upside yeah. down thing I am very interested. I don't know how this connects with the earlier story, 
Um, well, dude, it's been so long. I literally had to sit here and think, like, wait, where did things end <laughs> on season three, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they continue the story because it's been a minute. Yeah, I feel like if my memory serves me right, season three felt like um like an ending point for a lot of storylines because didn't half the kids like 11 and um shit what's the kid who the kid who goes missing in the first season i cannot remember his name because it, it's been like almost three years since season three came out <laughs> but i think they left the town hawkins at the end of that season. Oh, where did they... They just moved. Where did they go? It was like that family took Eleven. Eleven stayed with him because, you know, Hopper died. We know he's alive. He's in the next season, but he's, like, in fucking Russia. Um, I don't know where they moved. I don't know how far, but they moved, uh, which, you know, honestly, a sane thing to do after three seasons of, like, what the fuck is going on in this goddamn town. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I'm definitely interested. Yeah, and I'm kind of... Well, I think from what I remember and what I've heard from the showrunners is that I think it's only supposed to run five, maybe six seasons. So I don't know if we're at the midpoint, if it's six, or if this is, like, kind of revving up for whatever the big finale of that last season's going to be. And, I mean, they need to have a quick turnaround. You can tell just from the quick glimpses of the kids in this trailer that they're, they're not, they're not going to be kids much longer. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can see it. Like, they are definitely old I'm hoping they do a time older. jump. Me too. I feel like they have to. They do a time jump. And I mean, like, the delay is not obviously completely just, like, they had other stuff going on. Like, COVID shut down the production on this season. Like, I want to say, like, two or three times. This this production got heavily affected by it. Um, But, yeah, it looks like it's setting up an interesting new mystery. Of course, you're going to have the upside down. But it looks like, I don't know. Watch it be like that. Whatever is in this house is like barely like part of the major plot. It's just like something they're doing at the beginning. <laughs> well, didn't we get like a, a tiny teaser thing earlier for this? It was like thirty seconds, and it was just like a yeah, bunch. It was of, like a teaser for the teaser. It was like quick cuts. It's like, oh, here's them doing this, and you saw Hopper because you know, like Hopper's in right. some like well, Russian prison cap. Right? Yeah, I don't know if you see him. I don't think you see him at the end of season three alive. I think it's heavily implied. They say like I think it's heavily implied. Yeah, like give this to the American or something like that. Because you see like the Russians have like one of the Demogorgons held like in a cage or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I honestly might just need to go back and rewatch this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, we both do. This is rough. I didn't. Even... We did not do our uh, due diligence with this one. I was like, I remember because like Hopper's death hurt, and I'm like. I'm honestly part of me, like, you know, there's a part of me, it's like, oh, I love seeing David Hopper. David Harbour, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I like seeing him, but, like, I hope they pull off him still being alive well, because his death was, like, right. really well done. Oh, I agree. It was incredibly emotional. Like, I was like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> But yeah, like it's a true teaser. Like it's like literally like maybe a minute and a half, fifty. Like a whole minute of it is basically spent on that focusing on that family, and like clearly some shit goes down with them. It looks like the dad might murder them all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I have no clue. It looks cool, different. And I think it looks like all the kids are together because you get a quick shot of them in their in a room with their backs turned, and I was like pausing it, and it looks like you see, obviously you've got a uh, Joe Kiri, Steve. Um, 
shit, I can't even remember some of these characters' names. <laughs> Hold on, let me go to IMDb real quick. Gee, yeah, this is rough. I was just doing the same thing. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm pretty sure you see Eleven, but her hair changes so much in these later seasons. So then you see, uh, I think you see Mike because he's super tall. Dustin is the one I was trying to think of. Dustin is Dustin and Lucas and um, it's like Dustin and Steve get all the talking. Then you see like quick reactions from Lucas and um, Max. You don't see like Mike Eleven or Will clearly but i think they're in that group because you see more people with that group so uh, looks like the group's back together it's gonna be interesting are they in hawkins in that house where are they who knows but yeah who knows so next we have netflix's sandman teaser trailer um jd knows a lot more about this than i do i've never read uh sandman it's a graphic novel right yeah it was um it's one of the most popular graphic novels pretty much of all time it's like up there with um like Watchmen, Watchmen. and all of that i think mouse was another one m-a-u-m-a-u-s yeah um but it's by neil gaiman and it's, it's one of those that like ever since i've now been in co- been into comics like these past four or five years that i've been meaning to get to and i just never have and i like really like i haven't read a lot of neil gaiman but like i've just been exposed to a lot of it and i just i really like how he the worlds and like the way he creates things he has a very very unique style and like voice yeah i need to read this like and get into his work so i'm looking right now it's um hold on yeah it's got 10 trades so that's not super long. I mean, yeah, that's not super long at all. What's that, like 60 issues probably? Um, probably uh, less, I think. Well, I guess it depends on who does it. I think Image does eight-issue trades. They were Vertigo. This, yeah. I don't know. So Vertigo is like uh, it's owned by Disney, but they actually shut, they actually shut down a retired Vertigo. And so now it's part of like DC DC's black label because they've been doing reprints. Because oh, this is not like the only adaptation of Sandman that's been going on. Like this is the live action one they've been really trying to get going for years. Like Joseph Gordon Levitt was attached to it for uh, three years, uh, but dropped out in 2016 when there was some shakeups. And then finally 2019 is when it went to Netflix. And this is the what we're getting now. Um, but they're also doing, like, an audible one that Gaiman narrates. Um, it's, like, a dramatized audi- audible version. And James McAvoy voices the lead character in that audible version. To the teaser, it's this teaser is pretty much focused on, like, one scene. It's showing, like, this ritual happening where they're summoning. Well, they're, I think they're, it says they're attempting to summon death because there's, like, these seven endless, like, basically these they're metaphysical entities as it's put and they're trying to summon death i think but they end up summoning dream who's the main character i mean is that true to the graphic novels you remember it uh i've never read them either i'm so, I, I need to i have read up on them i'm oh. aware of them i've never read it sorry no you're fine uh, obviously you've got charles dance in there charles dance like oh who's amazing uh, like game of thrones has like ever since he played 
Tywin Lannister. He's like now like that kind of actor you go for like the gravitas and that just like certain right. amount of presence in like this fantasy right. side, like whatever you want to call it, in that in genre he's stuff. He's also wasn't he in the Queen? I thought he did a fantastic job in the Queen. Yeah, right? he played um. Who did he play? Montbatten. He's a uh, Philip's like uncle. That's right. Yeah, Uncle Dicky. Yeah, Uncle Dicky. That's right. Lord Mont. Lord great. Montbatten. That's that's who it is. He did a great little job with that. But yeah, so it's pretty much. I think the only character you're seeing a lot of in the trailer is Charles Dance. But just to run through. Um, the actor playing the main character, I don't know a lot about. His name's Tom Sturridge. I don't remember seeing him in much, but there's a bunch of other people in this. Patton Oswalt plays a character called Matthew the Raven, and I'm kind of hoping that just literally means he's voicing a raven. <laughs> yeah, same. He could do it. Gwendolyn Christie is playing Lucifer, and that is interesting as hell to me. Yeah, I guess I can I can see it. It's interesting. Let's make Lucifer a woman, I guess. Or they could go like I don't know if you ever watched the Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves, like Lucifer yeah. and the Angels are like the Angels more so than Lucifer, but they're like Tilda Swinton plays like Michael, I think, and it's played androgynous. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. That could be really cool. Then Jenna Louise Coleman is playing a gender bent John Constantine. She's playing Joanna Constantine. Very interesting. I saw that. I'm ex- I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. I mean, I'll watch the show. This seems like right up my alley. I'm got to decide whether I'm going to try to read the graphic novel before it comes out because I think it's supposed to come out. No, I don't know if this actually has a month from it's coming out yet. I think it's just supposed to be sometime this year. I don't think they've given it an exact release date. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, we'll watch it and you know do our reviews it's netflix so they'll probably drop it all at once i assume right yeah um netflix is like the only uh streaming service now sticking with that it looks like everybody else is moving to the week to week okay you know sometimes they're dropping like two or three to start off but then they're going week to week after that uh and the last trailer that we're gonna discuss is um paul thomas anderson's next film licorice pizza um, we got, a f- it's a full trailer, right? That's not a teaser. No, it's a two and a half minute trailer. Yeah, yeah, the whole, and it looks great. I mean, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I haven't watched all of his films. There's a few, um, that I just haven't had the chance to see, but this one looks really good. I'm, I'm very interested to see how he, um, I don't know, tells this story. It's like a it, coming of age story, but it looks like it's uh, like centered around like, young people moving into like the acting and like that realm of hollywood in the 70s um yeah yeah you're more of a paul thomas anderson like fan than i am i'm not saying i dislike him i think i've only actively seen like one of his movies uh no way which one (laughs) there will be blood damn yeah i like just watched boogie nights with my girlfriend and like yeah, I haven't seen Boogie I don't Nights, know. haven't seen Magnolia, haven't seen Punch Drunk Love. Oh, it's haven't so seen good. The Master. I've tr- I almost I watched part of Inherent Vice, and I do need to go back and watch that because I I liked that one. Oh yeah, 
Um, that's the one I haven't seen. I His last one was Phantom Thread, and I know you said it's amazing. A lot of people said it's amazing. I had, like, negative interest in watching that movie, and that's just – that that's is what it so is. so good. Like, that movie just it's in so no good. way seemed like something I'd want to watch. I'm sure if I did watch it, I'd appreciate it, but – Yeah, I mean, like, Magnolia's not great. I, I don't know people's opinions on Magnolia. I can let you know real quick. Uh, yeah, let me. Well, it's got yeah, a seventy-seven. That movie's not. It's a seventy-seven on Metascore, eight on IMDb. That's a three and hours and eight minute long movie. What in the hell? Yeah, dude, it's long and weird and like, I don't know. I can't. I think there was like a religion twist on it. It wasn't bad, actually. I, it was okay. There was just like not a lot going on. It was a weird movie. Everything else he's done is fantastic. I mean, like, there will be blood is so good. Phantom Thread's also really good. I mean, this movie seems pretty straightforward compared to a lot of, like, I mean, uh, for the most part, there doesn't seem like any kind of weirdness to it or just like this, like, this is a really interesting thing to make a movie about. Like, this seems like a very right. straightforward coming of age, just with that, like, shine of, like, 1970s, trying to get into the film industry. And um, I was looking into it. Hold on. I'm pretty sure Bradley Cooper is playing, like, a real, like, film producer. Like, a real person. Oh, I think that's Because he said John Peters, I think, was his name in the trailer. Um, I mean, that, like, he, he looked cool in his brief little scene in the trailer. So, I'll definitely give this one a look. I mean, it's got a great cast. Oh, absolutely. The two, I think the two mains are pretty much newcomers, but then you've got a nice supporting cast. Bradley Cooper, Sean Penn, John C. Riley, uh, Benny Safdie, Tom Waits, Ben Stiller, Ben Tom Stiller, Waits, yeah. uh, Maya Rudolph's also in it. Maya Rudolph is uh, Tom Paul Thomas Anderson's wife. Did you know that? No way. Maya Rudolph is married to PTA. I'm like ninety five percent certain. That is wild. That's just Hold such up. an. I've got to look this. That's up. like just a bizarre like coupling, isn't it? Dude, yeah, she's been with him since 2001. I know, right? Isn't that wild as hell? Whoa. You learn something new every day, folks. But yeah, I mean... She's got a bunch of kids with him. Yeah, they have like four kids or something like that. Holy mackerel. Well, I wish them the best. What a wild pairing. This goes up there for one of my uh, more anticipated movies. I love everything that he's, everything that I've seen of his. I need to watch Inherent Vice. Yeah, I mean, but, I respect. Um, this looks like a really fun. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it looks really fun, like a Dazed and Confused type, like, 70s set coming of age film. It's exciting. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I, re- I, I respect him as a filmmaker, even though I haven't seen him a, a lot from him. I know mainly from talking to you, but just, like, from having my nose to the ground and my, like, just listening to the world. Um, I, I respect him as a filmmaker. And this one seems just, like, more, like, one like a movie that I would enjoy in general. So I'll definitely give this one a watch. It's actually supposed to come yeah. out this year. I thought it was coming out next year. Huh. Yeah, it's Christmas. Oh, no it comes way. out at Christmas. That's so exciting. That's a quick turnaround, like. I feel like because of COVID, a lot of these movies are just being like, oh, yeah, no, it's coming out this year. Well, here you go. Have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, with uh, Shang-Chi and box office, like, movies are kind of coming back. They're like, come on, get them out, get them out. Yeah, I think we got this. We can do this, boys. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much the extent. Yeah, that does it for trailers. And that is also it for part one.
Um, if you want to hear our review of the last two episodes of What If and our review of Visions, check out part two. It should be up, uh, if not at the same time as this, uh, in a day or two. Um, and part three will have our Midnight Mass review, which should be up around the same time as well. Uh, give those a listen.